welcome to the Boutique Hotel News podcast, where we share the latest news, comment and opinion from across the sector, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name's Eloise Hansen, news reporter at BHN and host of this week's episode. Here I'm joined with Justin Koziel, owner of Bento Living Chestnut Hill, where we talk about the challenges and opportunities of launching a new lifestyle brand in the middle of a pandemic, developing a modular casework system, as well as Justin's vision for the company. So tell us about the Bento Living brand and your first site in Nashville. So the Bento Living brand was really started because we saw a big shift in the way people were choosing to live their lives, Um, kind of moving away from uh, owning lots of possessions and from accumulating a lot of stuff and really focusing on um, more of an experiential type of lifestyle and really value valuing flexibility over almost everything else. So we wanted to create a real estate product that really serviced that new demographic. Um, and we, we didn't really see much in the market that was really focusing on that. You have uh, hospitality products that are providing accommodations for people in the short for short term stays. You have apartment complexes that require people to you know, buy a lot of furniture and and really um, engage in a long-term lease, things like that. So we wanted to kind of design a product that kind of fit in the middle there, allowed people to feel like they're living at home in a new place while not having to actually go and buy and and, and engage in long-term leases and things like that. So the Bento Living product um, is really a, kind of almost a hybrid of those two. And our first project is out here in Nashville and it's 89 units. It's operated just like a hotel property. We have a front desk, housekeeping, um, everything like that. And we offer stays from one night to uh, month to month stays as well for people. And every unit is fully furnished. It has access to a kitchen. It's very much like an apartment complex that's been designed specifically um, to help people kind of quickly and easily plug into local Nashville. And then we also have a lot of um, on-property amenities, um, things like a, a rooftop bar and food and beverage and um, also a, uh, an on-property bodega and things like that to kind of uh, get people really engaging uh, in a new place quickly and easily. And what challenges have you faced launching a new brand amid the COVID environment and likewise what opportunities has it presented? Yeah, I mean, we've, we definitely had our fair share of challenges. The property opened in February, so pretty much right before the uh, COVID-19 pandemic really, really hit the world. And, you know, I, th- I think our biggest challenge is we haven't really had the opportunity to really meet our our clients yet. You know, every new brand, you really have to get out there and really listen to um, the folks who are coming and using your product and getting some feedback from them. So I think the hardest thing for us has been you know, not really having that opportunity to really run the property and the idea through its paces as much. Um, and obviously we've had the challenges with just getting occupancy and, and, and the flow of people moving in and out of a new place. But what's been, you know, interesting for us is that we've kind of seen a, a bigger need for the type of product that we're, that we're trying to sell in the kind of post-pandemic world. Um, you know, I, I think now people are really seeking a experience, whether it's whether they're coming to Nashville for a day or a week or a month, they're seeking the ability to kind of have their own space and their own dedicated units. So instead of staying in a smaller hotel room, they like having, you know, a full size apartment to stay in. So I think that's been very helpful for us. 
and also providing a lot of flexibility for people right now. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of transition going on in, in many people's lives. And so having a place where they could come and stay and feel very comfortable and welcomed, um, I think is something that has a lot of value for, for people right now. So um, I think both in the medium to the short and to the long term, um, our product offering is actually quite relevant um, in this new post-pandemic world. Mm-hmm. And tell us about the design of Bento Living Properties. Yeah, so really there's kind of two key elements um, to our design philosophy. You know, we're uh, on, on a architectural scale, we're really trying to create a product that is relevant to the neighborhood. You know, we really want, um, we really want to have an emphasis on focusing on helping people integrate with the local community and creating a product that doesn't necessarily um, stand out or overpower a particular area, but really kind of blends in and, and enhances um the good qualities of a, of a particular neighborhood. So the architecture of our building is kind of uh, reflective of the sort of industrial maker kind of creative vibe that's been going on here in the Chestnut Hill and Wedgwood, Hood, Wedgwood Houston neighborhood for quite a while. Um, we have exposed steel construction, um, exposed concrete floors, um, and also taking into consideration kind of a fun, interesting site. It's a triangular lot. So really kind of playing off of the geometry of the particular uh, location and and maximizing the views of downtown, things like that. So on an architectural scale, that's, those are kind of our main principles, as well as also trying to kind of bring the outside in as well. So doing things like having operable windows and lots of plants on the inside of the building, really kind of making it feel a little more natural, reducing the need for air conditioning, things like that. So those are kind of our architectural design principles. Um, But then on the interior side, you know, we had a really big focus on creating a, um, a, a great interior environment because, you know, we feel like people are obviously spending most of the time on the inside of the building. And so we really wanted to create something that is appropriate for our particular type of guests. So for people who are coming for, you know, say two weeks to a month at a time. Um, so, and, and this is probably a concept that while the architectural design will shift from property to property, um, the, the principles of how we build out the interior are going to be quite the same. So, you know, we've done things like smaller unit size, obviously, to kind of go along with the more flexibility, less stuff kind of mentalities. So smaller unit size. Um, but when we shrink the size of the unit, we also um, need to be very conscientious of how the unit's being used. So we do a lot of what's called uh, wall planning, where we don't just design the floor plan of a unit, but we also consider how the walls are going to be utilized as well. Um, We even went so far as to develop a modular system, which I'll talk about in a little bit, um, that enables us to really quickly and easily build out um, kitchens and casework and and ways for people to utilize their wall space to store stuff and and to have increased functionality um, in their floor plans as well. We've uh, developed, uh, we actually have a sister business called Bento Build, which is really focused on um, the interior design of smaller uh, sized units. Um, and we've actually developed our own modular casework system. Um, we did a lot of research at the beginning with our first project, looking into different means of construction. And you know, what we found is really the most difficult part of, a construction, of the construction process, or one of the most difficult parts at least, is uh, building out the interior of a space. You have a lot of trades coming in at the same time. Um, it's, a, it's quite a, a sophisticated process. It requires a craftsman to come in there and really know what they're doing. Um, it requires a high level of fit and finish. And typically it's the part during the process that the most kind of issues arise. And, and, and it's also 
the most important part in my mind because people are actually interacting with that part of the building um, all the time. So it's really important to get it right. And as I was mentioning before, if you're doing a smaller sized unit or you know, really focusing on high functionality in your interior space, you want to really build out and consider um, the wall space as well as the floor space. So we developed a modular product that's a modular casework solution um, that allows for building of media walls, entertainment centers, storage um, solutions, um, even, even bed solutions and things like that um, that are you know, really, really highly functional, but they're very easy to install. So you don't need any kind of finished labor, uh, no real trade labor to actually build that stuff out. It was you know, pretty interesting at our project here in Nashville, we brought in um, just a typical furniture installation team and they were able to do, um, you know, install all of the kitchens and storage walls, Murphy beds, everything like that in the project very easily. So we went ahead and developed that whole side of the business. And that's actually a product that we offer to um, other developers uh, as well. And taking into account the full product and offering, do you think we'll see other similar concepts emerge from the pandemic? Yeah, I, I think very much so. I, I believe there's going to be, you know, a, a really big shift away from kind of the, the traditional model, both in both in hospitality and in apartment development. You know, I think on the hospitality side, um, you're going to see uh, room sizes increasing. I think you're going to it's going to be interesting to see what happens with a lot of the uh, apart hotel offerings and the and the um, less managed properties. Your um, short-term rentals, et cetera. I think people are gonna be a little bit hesitant to get back into that market because of the um, lack of corporate standards in terms of cleaning and, and operating of those types of properties. However, those types of properties are also what people are looking for and that they're looking for um, a place to stay that ha has more of an apartment vibe to it that's maybe a little bit outside of the city center that gives them their kind of space and, and gives people the opportunity to kind of engage with the city on their own terms. So. I, I think a offering like ours, where we blend the, uh, where we, we blend the operation of the property very much like a hotel or like a you know a corporately owned property, but the unit types are much more like a short-term rental or, or an apartment. I think that's what people are really going to be um, seeking a good blend of the two of those things. So I think you're going to start to see um, a lot of a lot of things going in that in that direction. I think you'll start to see a lot of apartment complexes shifting more to the short-term rental space. However, they'll probably do it with more professional management companies. Um, and then I think you're gonna start to see um, hospitality projects maybe um, increasing the size of their units or including more apartment style units in the way that they, that they develop. Mm -hmm. And what's your long-term vision for Bento Living? So in, in the long term, we'd really like to create a network of these type of properties around the world and really kind of shoot to almost eliminate the idea of a, of a lease, basically. So we want to create more properties, um, maybe get into um, even longer lengths of stay than we're currently targeting right now. You know, our first property is really more appropriate for the daily stays or the month to month stays. But eventually we'd like to create a product that's affordable enough for people to stay um, year round, um, and they instead of having a lease, they could have a membership to the Bento the Bento uh, platform. So they'd be able to go from property to property, and um, they'd be able to just kind of come in, have a space. They know what they're going to get. It's very it does have similarities across different properties, like I was talking about with the various design principles. So they know what they're going to get, but they also know that they're going to get um, a really great way to experience a new place and a new a new city. So. 
I think that's that's kind of the, the bigger vision of the of the brand is to have these network of properties and basically develop a, a bento pass or a bento membership model um, that allows people to be really free of a lease and, and free of having to own a bunch of stuff, but still having the ability to go from place to place and know they're going to get a good, uh, highly curated experience when they when they move in. Thanks for listening to the Boutique Hotel News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to boutiquehotelnews.com and sign up to our twice-weekly newsletter. Boutique Hotel News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio. This November, we launched the Urban Living Festival 2020 in London. We're inviting urban innovators and investors at the cutting edge of contemporary hospitality and real estate to look to the future and collectively define where we stay, live and work. Visit urbanlivingfestival.com for more details.